WONC Sports presents the Cardinal Podcast, the podcast for North Central College Athletics, with your hosts, Lucas Burris. High drive, deep right center field. That ball is back, 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 and gone. That ball is out of the 6-3-0. And Ryan Sartori. Kick out to Pearson, who finds Dessenberg in the corner for three. Providing you insight, recaps, and interviews of North Central College Athletics. It's your home for all things NCC sports. It's the Cardinal Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Cardinal Podcast. I'm Lucas Burris, and joining me, as always, is my co-host. Ryan Sartori. Hello, Ryan. How Hi. are you? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive, which is good. That is I'm good. I'm enjoying this wonderful weather. It's March Madness time, which is always a, a tremendous time of year, especially the first weekend, because the first weekend, you're just mindlessly and for hours just watching college basketball. I My break of watching college basketball was to watch college baseball and then college wrestling. Like that was, <laughs> that was my weekend of like, I should probably stop watching college basketball to watch a different it was. I mean, sport. it was a really tremendous week for, for the NCAA in, in general, except for one major blemish. And, right. and, and this was something that shocked a lot of people, but honestly, it, it's... It didn't surprise me, which sucks. Uh, and I'm referring to the situation that happened in the discrepancy between the ra- the weight room, uh, the discrepancy between the uh, merchandise or swag packs, and and also the meals uh, between men's Division One basketball and women's Division One basketball. Uh, and it was really shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I I talked about this yesterday live on the air, and and my biggest uh, thing is not to say something that it, it's that bugs you or whatever it, you know it wants is simply like look at the facts look right. at what it is is presented in front of your face look at that the NCA is a nonprofit organization who is direct goal is to just promote college athletics and put on college athletics uh, they're supposed to put the same money into both sports whether one makes more than the other given nonprofit organization exactly and you know what I said, uh, for just the average person listening uh, at home was fill out both brackets. Watch both tournaments. Right. That's all you have to do. And it's not different. It is college basketball exactly. both ways. And, and and one thing that I've always noted too is like if you are a fan of basketball, then you just like basketball. You, you don't care if it's men's or women's. You just like watching the game. And both both sports have their their nuances, and both sports are, are beautiful in motion in their own ways. Uh, the main the main thing that I I think that I wanted to point out is like I, I've I have on my podcast I have a, a month dedicated to women in sports, and it goes further than that. But we dedicate a month. Yeah. And when you talk to women in sports, they don't necessarily demand 50-50. They understand that there's a discrepancy in viewership, which is a bigger problem in and of itself, but they just want respect. Right. Right? They just want respect. And what was what happened was completely disrespectful in that the men got that full arena worth of of gym equipment and the women got one dumbbell pyramid with weights ranging from 5 pounds to 30 pounds and a stack of yoga mats as if Women right. basketball players only need dumbbells, a pyramid yeah. of dumbbells and a stack of yoga mats. Yeah, and I think 
exactly what you're saying there. It's just the respect aspect. Somebody sat there and was like, this is the money and this is what we're allocating for the women. Right. And this is the money and this is what we're allocating to the men. And people approved it. Do you know like, how yes. many months out they do that right. too? Like, right. They were like, like that was, yeah, this is fine. This will flow. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 no, it doesn't. Right. So I, that's the biggest thing, like you said. It's the respect aspect. Respect women's sports. Respect women, first and foremost, but respect women's sports. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, but I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's it's really important to talk about it and to make sure that everybody's aware of of some of the indecencies, some of the disrespect that's given towards women women's sports. And, and, and that's not okay. Yeah. And and we're a podcast that promotes uh, women's sports. Well, absolutely. Sports. You know, it, we give the same amount of attention to women's athletics here at North Central that we do of men's and all athletics here at North Central. That's yep. the whole the whole life goal of this podcast was to highlight all the sports that get left behind uh, sometimes when you're when you're looking at Cardinal athletics. Uh, and that's why, you know, we continuously do what we're doing here at the Cardinal podcast to help with that. And, you know, continuing to interview both sides of men's and women's athletics. 100%. And, and with all that being said, let's jump into the week that was. I believe this is the 15th to the 21st uh, is the week that we are covering. Yeah, middle of March. Hello. Beware the Ides. And uh, we shall jump into it, starting with baseball, who had three games this past week. They had their CCIW opener on, I believe it was Tuesday of last week. Luke Lamb was on the bump and was brilliant in his outing. Uh, the Cardinals end up winning this one 11-7 over Carroll University. Carroll hung up a crooked number six in the seventh inning, uh, but the Cardinals had a six-run inning of their own back in the third. The winning pitcher in this one was Luke Lamb. Pat Schaefer got the save, and uh, Luke Lennon was two for five with three hits. Yeah, big start to the week for the Cardinals, and they kept the momentum going uh, in this win over Carroll. That moved North Central to 5-1 and one on the year. 1-0 in the CCIW. And then they moved into the weekend where they had three games against Augustana, a doubleheader on Saturday and a singular game on Sunday, which was the home opener. We had that on the air for you here at FM 89. Hopefully you were listening, but if not, we'll fill you in on how to do that in the future in just a few moments. Charlie Clem started in game one and was the winning pitcher at the end of it when the Cardinals won 6-2. to uh, He was brilliant in that one, a complete game for him, and he also had eight strikeouts as well. And in that game, Colin Wallbacher was three for five. Dom Lissy was three for five with an RBI. And Joe Rizzo also added two hits to the day as well. They moved into game two where the starting pitcher was Jason Shanner. And he was brilliant as well. A pitch through seven innings and struck out ten, I believe. Uh, Shanner moves to 1-0 on the season. He was the winning pitcher. And the Cardinals won game two by a score of 13-2, putting up 19 runs on the day and allowing just four. In that game, Justin Rios was 3-for-5, Luke Lanin was 2-for-5, and Rob Marinick added two RBIs on a 2-for-5 day. Yeah, great day of Cardinals action coming into Sunday. They were 3-0 on the week and 3-0 in the CCIW coming into our broadcast on Sunday. Uh, which you all heard, hopefully, on FM 89. One of our, I would say, one of our best broadcasts of the year so far, uh, the Augustana game. But the outcome was not what we wanted. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you have to look at the fact that Ryan Beeling was on the mound and was pitching in his first game since throwing his no-hitter over a week ago now. And he was brilliant 
eight innings of work, allowed four hits and one run. Uh, that one run was a double in the top of the ninth that eventually ended up scoring uh, be, uh, with Patrick Schaefer on the mound, who was in relief of Beeling. Uh, the Cardinals held a one nothing score all the way until the ninth, and in that Top of the ninth, that run scored. We went to the 10th where they have that silly man on second rule. Uh, Augustana got two in the top, and North Central could only scratch one in the bottom, and so that led to a, a loss on the season, and they dropped to seven and two. I shouldn't say drop because, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to lose no. many of those. It was just one of those odd days on the diamond because yeah. on the other side of things as well, uh, the starting pitcher for Augustana was really, really good too. Alec Michelson was his name, and he pitched through eight innings, I want to say, and was was brilliant, too. The, the only run the Cardinals were able to score came off of an error. Yeah, Michelson went seven innings, three hits, one run, one walk, and three strikeouts. More of a pitch-to-contact kind of pitcher, but the Cardinals uh, seemed off-balance almost the entire game versus Michelson. But their relief pitchers, who I really want to talk about, John Hayes came into the game for Augustana and absolutely was brilliant. Yeah, and we referred to him as a right-handed Josh Hader. He yeah. had the slider and everything. He looked like Josh Hader is, yeah. the, is the thing there. Yeah, he went uh, three innings, gave up two hits, one run, struck out six in only three innings of action. Uh, his slider was, like you said, absolutely disgusting. Frisbee-like. Yeah. But the Cardinals, like you said, uh, improved drop are at... 7-2 on the season, 3-1 and one in the CCIW now, however, and they have a big week of action coming ahead for them. We'll get to that a little bit later, but let's hop on over to our next sport, and that is men's volleyball. Talk to Tyler Donovan, as I do every Sunday, uh, about how the men's volleyball week went, and I will share that with you now. They had two very big uh, games this week, and it started out on Wednesday versus number six Benedictine, uh, as they defeated number six Benedictine uh, in three sets to two as they went to the fifth set, which is the first to 15 in set number five. The sets went 25 to 15 Benedictine, 25 21 North Central, 25 22 North Central, 25 21 Benedictine, and then 15 9. North Central, as that was a huge win as number 13 ranked Cardinals defeated the number six ranked Eagles. Uh, as Jared Moser had 17 kills, two blocks, and one ace in the match. Uh, and Matt Nealon had 25 assists, and our own Tyler Donovan had 24 assists. Huge win for the Cardinals to start off the week, but the momentum stalled out in game number two this past weekend as they faced off against Carthage as their second. They play a two and uh, one and one series with every CCIW opponent this year does the men's volleyball team. So this was the away match uh, versus Carthage, and it was not uh, what the Cardinals wanted. They lost three sets to nothing again versus Carthage at 25-19, to 26-24, and 25-18. Very, very similar score to last time around. But I talked to Tyler, and he said the game felt better for them. However, yeah. they felt like they were more into it. Uh, they felt like it, it went uh, a little better for them. They felt like they set themselves up a little more, even though the score was very similar. They felt like they were improving. Uh, but they have a huge week of action coming up, does the North Central men's volleyball team. Uh, but in this game, uh, Jared Moser had 11 kills and four blocks uh, on the offensive side. And then uh, Matt Nealon had 18 assists as well as their always assist leader. They're running a new offense that they're now four games into, a two-set offense with Nealon and Donovan. It's been working very well so far, other than this Carthage game where they only combined uh, for 30 assists total. They're usually up closer to 40 
or 50 uh, if they're rolling along uh, in their offense. But well, And also the, the lack of sets in that yeah, one too, right? Yeah. You only get three sets. It's hard to get up there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, yeah, and you're, you're getting assists off offense. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, big week for men's volleyball coming up ahead. We'll talk about that. Again, when we re- when we preview what's coming up next week, but uh, they have only two weeks left in their season. They currently sit at third place in the CCIW, uh, only three weeks out from the CCIW tournament where the top four teams go and compete. So they need to stay in that 3-4 range. They're actually looking to hop into that two and bypass Augustana, who currently sits at the number two seed. But in uh, women's volleyball, they also competed this week in an exhibition at number five Carthage College, and they got the W in the exhibition in five sets. In an exhibition, you play as long as you would like. Uh, so it was a, a win over Carthage in the exhibition 25 22, 25 19, 25 20, 25 23, and 15 to 12 for the win of women's volleyball over Carthage. And unfortunately, because it was an exhibition yeah. and not an official game. There are no live stats, and we would love to feed you those stats, but unfortunately, we don't have that for you. But we, we do have a, a tremendous win over a, a ranked school in, in Carthage, and, and that's pretty important. Now let's move into men's lacrosse, who had two games this past week, and the first of which was against the Cougars of Concordia, uh, Chicago. Thank you for that, because there was not a school yeah. <laughs> name, and I started to panic. Uh, first quarter of the game, North Central won two to nothing, and and they didn't allow a goal until the fourth. They ended up winning fifteen to one in this one, a huge victory. Uh, as Jack Morin had six goals and three assists, Tom Eberhardt had three goals, Patrick Franzen had two goals to his name as well and the goalie Jake Allgood uh, didn't allow a goal it was actually Jack McLeod that allowed the goal at uh, at at the end of the game and McLeod played in 41 minutes I assume at some point they said okay we're gonna take this handedly Jake why don't you have a seat and we'll save you for our our next game uh, which was against Concordia Wisconsin and the Cardinals stay undefeated against Concordia's I don't right. know. Maybe I they should was, just have a Concordia Cup where it's yeah. North Central versus all the Concordias. When I saw their schedule this week and I was like, oh, Concordia Chicago and Concordia Wisconsin, I was like, who's decided this? And what why is, am I what is a Concordia? I don't know. A lot of schools, I'm sure there's like a, a specific thing and where we might sound dumb. Similar to the Wesleyan, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of like. Like there's a certain, but there's always a Concordia. And the fact that there's a Concordia Chicago and then a Concordia Wisconsin, there's is there a Concordia Illinois? Maybe. Oh. We'll have to do a little bit. Maybe that'll be our next deep dive. Uh, but North Central took this one against Concordia, Wisconsin, 11-7. to uh, They put up six in the second quarter, which was the, the highest scoring quarter. They, like I said, went 11-7. to And Riley Baczynski has fi- had five goals and an assist. Uh, Tom Eberhardt had two goals and an assist. Luke Ilgen had two goals and one assist to his name as well. And in this one, Jake Allgood played the entire game, having... 12 saves and seven goals against. Yeah, great day for Cardinals action on uh, on the field as the men's across picked up two wins to move to 5-0 and on the season. They look poised to be very, very good this season. Uh, they still have yet to crack into CCIW play, so we're waiting on that from the men's lacrosse team. Let's hop on over to men's and women's tennis. We'll start on the women's side of the court. They both played against UW-Whitewater. This weekend, the women dropped 7-2 to in their outing against UW on Friday, and it was a tough, 
tough outing for the North Central Cardinals, who now dropped to three and two. They lost to UW Whitewater, who now improves to three and five. Like I said, seven sets to two. And it was just uh, uh, found them in an early deficit as the Cardinals were down early two to one following doubles play, dropping each of the number one and number three positions in doubles as Sydney Sawyer. teamed up with her doubles opponent and defeated Olivia Kraft and Paige Nerman 8-5 at the number two to give the Cardinals their one win in the doubles competition. Uh, and as the, like I said, the women uh, drop to 3-2 after the loss to UW-Whitewater, 7-2. On the men's side, it was a little bit closer as uh, Wisconsin-Whitewater defeated North Central 5-4. They improved to 5-1. North Central drops to 4-2. And, and that was a tough, tough loss for the North Central Cardinals as they just missed that final, uh, I can't think of the tie match. What's uh, what's the winner-take-all? Winner-take-all match. There it is. Uh, as uh, the Warhawks claimed two of the first three doubles matches to begin the day, but Morgan Red and Justin Howes were able to uh, match the score in a much-needed 8-5 win in the number three position of doubles. So that gave the Cardinals a roll. They kept that roll going, but just could not uh, sneak out the victory uh, in the number five singles, and that was the end of the comeback for the Cardinals. Both men's and women's tennis will be back in action this week uh, as they begin CCIW action. And we'll get to that in just a bit when we cover the schedule for North Central Sports at the end of the show. Men's and women's soccer had exhibi- exhibition matches, there's the word, uh, this week. And uh, again, because they are exhibition matches, we don't have full recaps of the game. Uh, the women went to Carthage and won that one 3-1. to one. We actually don't have a score for the men's game. Nobody on the social medias uh, informed us of, of the yeah. score. So uh, we're uncertain if they won or lost, but they did play Carthage here at North Central. Yeah, two exhibitions from both men's and women's soccer. Uh, We have the women's score, like you said, but no men's score. Um, So if you want us to talk about your sport, please post (laughs) on the Twitter. (laughs) Because because we will. Yeah, we will. Uh, We will indeed. Let's hop on over to softball as they had a doubleheader to open up their season. Their season opener was on Saturday versus Milliken. It's a tough outing in the season opener for the North Central Cardinals on the softball field. They lost the first game 8 to nothing in five innings due to the mercy rule uh, as they dropped to 0-1 on the season and lost to Milliken as uh, Milliken really came out swinging in this one, jumping out to the 8 nothing lead early and uh, just not being able to uh, put anything on the board was the North Central Cardinals softball team. Uh, but in the game, uh, they only had one hit in the game, and that was Brianna Adams. She had the only hit in her two at-bats. And on the pitching side of things in game one, uh, not not a lot of good things going on for the Cardinals. So we'll talk about the pitching in game two, which was much closer as they Milliken defeated North Central 3-2 to two in extra innings. It was a 12-inning game. Yep. It was 2-2 two to two most of this game. It was tied at 2 uh, once we got to the fifth inning and it stayed tied at two all the way till the 12th when we finally saw Milliken scratch across a run to win the game. Uh, but it was a big game for the Cardinals. After that big, uh, tough first game loss in the first game of the doubleheader, they really fought back in game two. Uh, Brianna Adams went. Uh, I was on the mound in game two. She gave up two earned runs in 11.2 innings pitched eight strikeouts three walks okay so we mentioned that on the broadcast yesterday that she pitched the entire game 
But also, if you look at the pitching for game one, she was on the mound for 2.2 innings yeah. of work, which would mean that she pitched in 14 innings yep. on Saturday. I believe. Holy hell. That is a ton of innings. That's. Uh, I think she is setting herself up to possibly be the ace for this team at, at, at that rate. Uh, she did give up three earned runs in game one, which is interesting. You know, give up three earned runs. You think you, they might have your number. And then you pitch 11 innings of two runs or less in game two. Like, that's wild. It's it's shocking. Like, it's, it's awe-inspired. 14 innings of work in a day. <laughs> That's is, overtime. Is like the arms got to be tired. It's it, there's got to be some yeah. sort of fatigue, right? I, I know that the the pitch the pitching motion in softball is is much more suitable for the human body, right? Like what baseball pitchers do is technically more taxing on the body, and so going 14 innings today is unheard of. It's almost impossible for baseball pitchers to do that but because of that natural arm movement for softball pitchers they're able to to pitch 14 innings in a day and and not have tommy john surgery right and i think that's the big one not have tommy john yeah, surgery yeah yeah not <laughs> uh, cause oh injury let's but, look at the the hitters in this game for the cardinals as they as they got some runs on the board in game two emily miller went three for four with an rbi jamie smith went three for four with two runs scored uh, as they were the top hitters for the Cardinals in this one. Uh, the women's softball team, the women's softball team, the softball team will be back in action this uh, coming week uh, for more CCIW action. But uh, their first game back will be Friday at Benedictine. We're hoping to have that coverage for you right here on FM89. Stay tuned on the WONC Sports Twitter account at WNC Sports for more information on that. We're waiting for our Go ahead to go to Benedictine to broadcast that one, but we will have their game on Saturday uh, as they're back for CCIW action. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but softball opens up their season uh, with two losses to Milliken in a doubleheader, but Milliken had already played five games so far that season, so you know they're a little more warmed up. Uh, I expect a lot of good things from the North Central College softball team this year. And speaking of that, If you love everything we do here at WONC and WONC Sports, then help us keep the lights on. Go to WONC.org and click the big red donate button and help support the station you love. Every and all donations will help us bring you the best content possible. Just go to WONC.org and hit the big red button on the right side of the front page. Again, to donate. Go to WONC.org and hit the big red donate button. Let's deep dive into North Central College women's softball. We dusted off the record books and we're deep diving into the softball team just like we did for the baseball team last week. We're looking at current team records, career records, single season records, and current members of the Cardinal softball team who might make an impact uh, this year on the record books. Let's start with some career records and see at the current Cardinals in the record book, and that is nobody. No current Cardinal in the record book right now for career numbers, but a lot of them looking to possibly 
make an impact there. I know Emily Miller is getting close to games played, yeah. but um, and a lot of different hitting categories as well. Yeah. It's important to note too that on on the website on North Central's w- uh, athletic website that there's only a top three or top four for all of these categories. Yeah. Where with baseball, there's like a top ten for all of them, so it's a little bit easier to see where we're at with those things. Um, here, there obviously, like you said, there's no current players that are. are in the top five for any of these statistics, but it's possible that they're right on the outside of them. We just don't know because, yeah, we'll be able to tell uh, during broadcasts. You know, as I as I look at the career stats of of current players, seeing how many home runs they have. I mean, the the fifth home run record for a career is thirteen. You could hit thirteen in a season easily. Yeah. Um. So you get a good power streak yeah. going. Uh. So. You just you never know what Cardinals will break this, but I know uh, Emily Miller is at the cusp of a lot of these records, um, so I, that's a big thing to look at. And I do know that Emily Miller has already broken the 100 hit club, only Cardinal currently on the roster to do so. She's 133 career hits, uh, which I don't believe yet. She has a, a little way to go, but 50 hits in a season? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, anything's possible. Yeah. I, I don't know how many games they're playing this year. Uh, but there, there's quite a few, and it's it's feasible that they could. Yeah, but she already has four hits in their two games, uh, so she could come very, very close to uh, the 186 that I'm looking at right now. That's the uh, the fourth place spot on the hit club. And then you're really looking at single season records for this Cardinals team this year, though, uh, as it's a pretty young team uh, for single season records, of course. Uh, Emily Miller has the 20 game hit streak back in 2018. She is on that record book for a single season uh, back in 2016. She's third all time with 20 straight games with a hit. That's why I think Emily Miller really can do it. A lot of those records. Uh, She is uh, streaky. She's also uh, number one in a single season with 24 doubles in 2018. You know, her uh, season was taken away last year. Probably one of the better players on this Cardinals softball team. Uh, so I would not be surprised if Emily continues to uh, um, rake because number one in a single season for hits in 70 in 2018, number one in batting average in 2018 in a, in a single season with 486. I mean, Emily Miller, let's bring it home. Let's get those records. Yeah, well, it should also be noted that it, back in 2018, she had the best mark of a batting average by a, a, a Cardinal softball player ever by more than 20 points. 486 was her batting average. So this is a this is a player that's going to get on base a ton and is going to do it a lot with her bat. And you know, I, I think that 50 hits is feasible this season. She's already got a couple to her name already, and there are plenty of games to be played this year because uh, for CCIW play, I'm certain that they play every single CCIW club. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, so Where normally it's it's not that way. Sometimes you know you'll not play Elmhurst or Carroll, but this year uh, to make up for other games that you're not getting uh, maybe prior to conference play, every single CCIW team will play one another. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot that uh, Emily Miller can do in her senior season. Uh, You know, their season was taken away last year just like every other sport, so uh, it's definitely uh, something to look out for of what records can be broken in three in a very short season, which I think is even more impressive uh, than what we already see on the record books for last team. But with six seniors on this roster, you could see a lot of single season records 
uh, come to a close for this Cardinals softball team. Uh, but I do want to point out that Emily Miller is already on these record books for a single season five times. You know, just wants to continue to add her name to the record books. And a lot of these records, uh, they date back a little bit as well. There's there's a few uh, close names, but a lot of 90s, a lot of early 2000s names on this list looking to make a, an impact uh, for the future uh, is this Cardinals softball team. Let's look at some team records, Ryan. Any indication on maybe some team records that we might see broken by this Cardinals softball team this year? Well, I mean, I think that this is going to be a, a team that uh, that hits well, and certainly we could see the most innings pitched by a single player uh, if uh, things continue for Bree Adams. I mean, like I said, I, I'm st- I'm still in amazement that she pitched 14 innings in a game. That's insanity. Uh, and if, if that trend continues, certainly that could be a, a season best mark that we could see of a single player's innings pitched. Uh, but I think this team's going to hit well. I know that they struggled against Milliken in game one, uh, but Emily Miller is going to be the the straw that stirs the drink, if you will, right? The catalyst. The catalyst of that offense. And she she could be somebody that, that pulls the, the team batting average up a significant amount. She could be somebody that drives in quite a few runs. I mean... This team is kind of in flux, right? Like we we've said, like there's a new there's a new coaching staff. Uh, there are we're still trying to assess this team from essentially two years ago, right? Because they only got a couple games in before COVID hit. I think they were on their Florida trip uh, right as the world ended last year. Um, so it, it's 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 difficult to say. We we really have to watch this team play a, a couple of games before we can truly say yes, this is what's going to happen. This is how this is going to play out. Because truthfully, we we don't know. We know that Emily Miller's a good pitcher. Uh, we know that uh, some of the things that we've heard about the new head coach Venus Taylor are are very very promising, and and we'll have to see how things play out. Certainly, anything's possible. Yeah, we're just gonna have to see what Coach Taylor installs into this team. Uh, based on what records can be broken, maybe uh, very defensive minded and we can see a very good uh, defensive team with a good fielding percentage. That one is uh, breakable, in my opinion, for a team record in a season. Again, maybe you see lots of hits from this team. Maybe Emily Miller leads that category, like you said. Uh, just a lot of opportunity here, but only 20 home runs is the is the bottom tier uh, for home runs uh, in a single season by a team. I think that can be broken as well. And this team can do a lot of good work on the offense and on the defensive side. Uh, it, they got to just figure out what they're going to do on the pitching side as well, I think. And I, I think the team can go very far. They were undefeated last year uh, before the world shut down. Uh, so I think there's going to be good good things from the softball team this year, led by new coach Venus Taylor. And, and we hope to talk to Taylor soon. We still have to reach out to her, uh, but hopefully we can bring you that soon on the Cardinal podcast and really get you a full in-depth preview of what the softball team has going on. But let's wrap it up, Ryan, and uh, send us home with what's going on in the Cardinals action this coming week. Yep. Quiet on Monday and Tuesday of this week. Athletes get a couple of days to themselves before we're back in action on Wednesday, the 24th, when baseball is at home against North Park. That'll be a three o'clock game that we will have here on FM 89. You can tune in to the pregame show at about 2.45 and first pitch will be at three o'clock. Men's volleyball goes to Milliken and they'll play at seven o'clock on Wednesday as well. 
Then Thursday, there's no NC action, so we'll head to Friday, the 26th, where men's and women's golf goes to the Tiger Intercollegiate Invite, and they'll have their first tee time around noon. Men's and women's tennis goes to Illinois Wesleyan at 1.30, and we'll, we're excited to see how that goes for them because they're looking to bounce back from uh, from some yeah. difficult losses. And that's their opening of CCIW action for the tennis team. Exactly. Softball on Friday will also go down the street to play the Ugly Cousins at Benedictine. It'll be a doubleheader, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and that'll be right here on FM89 as well. On Saturday, a big slate of Cardinals action. It's day two of that Tiger Collegiate invite for men's and women's golf. That tee times are at 9 a.m. Women's tennis will face off against North Park in a time still to be announced on Saturday. Women's lacrosse will be at home versus Concordia, Wisconsin at 12 p.m. Men's lacrosse will be versus Marion at 1 p.m. Softball versus Elmhurst in a doubleheader at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. right here on FM 89. Men's volleyball versus North Park at 2 p.m. Baseball versus DePaul at 2 p.m. That is the home game, one of the only home games we will not have covered on FM 89 for baseball, but we are just across the field at the softball for their double header. So tune into that on Saturday. And then women's volleyball versus North Park at 4.30 p.m. for the nightcap. On Sunday, another slate of action for Cardinals. Women's soccer versus North Park at 12 p.m. Men's soccer versus Carroll at 3 p.m. Softball versus MSOE in a double header at Rosemont at 4.30 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. But the big one on Sunday will be the number sixth ranked NCC baseball team versus the number three ranked Washington University of St. Louis at the Corn Crib in Normal, Illinois at 3 p.m. And you will more than likely be able to catch that game right here on FM 89 for a huge, huge game of number six versus number three this Sunday. Partner, you and I are going to be doing six games in a week. Oh, baby. I'm starting to feel like Joe Buck a little bit. We are rolling along. <laughs> we, this are, is... we are full speed ahead. Well, for, From going to nothing to then two games a week with basketball to now we're, do, we're really expanding things and doing six games a week. I'm I'm elated. I'm very excited to bring all of our listeners really, really great action of North Central sports, both baseball and softball. And of course, there's going to be a myriad of other great happenings in North Central sports as well. And we'll keep you up to date with them as always here on the Cardinal Podcast. But don't forget, you can be even more up to date if you follow us on Twitter. WONC Sports is, is, is where you'll find all the up-to-the-minute information. We share that with you as we learn it, uh, and then we disperse it once again here on the Cardinal Podcast. So uh, make sure you go to Twitter and follow, again, WONC Sports. Yeah, there's some great content on there right now. If you want to see what the crowd looked like on Sunday for the baseball action, it was just an absolute beautiful day. I have a yeah. video up there, uh, along with you know some game-by-game game results. I always tell you what's going on all across Cardinal Athletics right there on WONC Sports. And you can always know what time the games are and the link to the game That's every important. time. That's important. That's a big one. If you want to listen to us for our broadcast, make sure you're following us on Twitter. So you have the link, the game time, the pregame, and who's on the call. That's a big one as well. But thanks, as always, for listening to the Cardinal Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to us wherever you find this podcast uh wherever you find podcasts make sure you're just searching the cardinal podcast tell everyone about us tell your mom tell your dad tell your alumni friends tell anyone 
in connection with North Tell Central. your dog. Yeah. He will probably enjoy the sound of our voices. So <laughs> make sure you're telling Maybe everybody. Maybe we'll do an interview with Chippy. Oh, and then we'll, the dogs will be really interested. Yeah, that'd be, that would be just, that would be a hoot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or a chirp, either way. I don't know. But yeah, let us know who you want to interview as well. Uh, we've already uh, answered a few of those calls already. So just let us know what you want to hear on the Cardinal Podcast. Send us questions. Send us everything on Twitter at WONC Sports. And as always, thanks for listening to the Cardinal Podcast. I'm Lucas Burris. I'm Ryan Sartori. Bird out. Bird out. We'll see you next week.